Hi friend, it's 2020, and let's be real. If you're anything like me, this year is not going the way you planned. It may feel lonely, scary, disappointing, or even overwhelming. But especially in times like these, and no matter what life stage you're currently in, do you find yourself longing for something better, something real? When all else has been stripped away, what matters most? Maybe like me, you wonder about things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. And truth, I am on an imperfect journey of pursuing Jesus Christ and what it looks like to find those things in relationship with Him. It's a journey I committed two years ago when I dedicated my life to following Christ. And it's a journey I invite friends to explore with me, even if, and honestly, especially if, you don't know what path you're on. So for those who are skeptical, curious, or just need some encouragement, can I get an amen? (laughs) This podcast is for you. Please come along with me as we journey together towards finding something real. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is your host, Janelle Wood. I'm thankful you're listening today. We've been talking about clarity this year on the podcast, and this month we've been talking with guests about clarity around living on purpose. In other words, how do we live intentionally when life is messy and not as we planned? This is a special bonus podcast episode. You know, lately I've been really inspired and captivated by stories of how people are not just surviving, but actually thriving in this season. And the other day I was on social media and I heard a friend talking about a project she's working on. And I asked her if she would just jump on the podcast here with me and share about what she's been doing during this time. So today I'm talking with a friend who is a wife, photographer, and entrepreneur. She also does ministry with young women, and I'm excited to have her on the podcast to share with you. So please welcome to the Finding Something Real podcast, my friend, Courtney Winter. Courtney, welcome. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Yay, I'm glad you're here. Although, um, when I found out that you were a Patriots fan, I had second thoughts. <laughs> oh my goodness, I could talk football all day, so don't tempt me because I will turn this into a football podcast oh pretty soon. Do you, do you really like Tom Brady? Oh, I'm yes. I mean, I grew up with Tom Brady. My dad's been a Patriot fan since he was a kid. Um, none of us are from Boston. We don't really know why he's a Patriot fan, but it's been kind of a longstanding thing in our family, and so... Um, still a Tom Brady fan, even if he's not with the Patriots, but also still a Patriot fan. So, oh my gosh. And you're from Chicago, right? Yeah. I live in, we've lived in Chicago forever. So it's, people would ask us why. And my reasons, cause my dad's a Patriot fan, but his reason we don't really know. I think it's just kind of a, a something he liked as a kid and so kind of stuck with it. And so not a bandwagon fan. Um, oh my gosh. Long-term. What, a, what about the bears? What about the bears? Uh, it it doesn't really help when they are not really a good team. So when your family's kind of already had its longstanding team and then the local team is not very successful, it doesn't really encourage you to switch teams very well. So um, we have some family members who are Bears fans and, you know, that's super great. And I'm not, we don't hate on them or anything, but we have some fun banter between our teams. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't, I don't usually talk about this on the podcast, but my family, we're long, you know. Seahawk fans, right? Long-term uh-huh. Seahawk fans. And um, I remember Steve Largent from the 80s, you know, I was like just captivated. Like, this is so cool. It was family time. F- football meant 
family. And um, but my husband, he's from North Dakota. He's a Bears fan, and so he's brainwashed oh, really? um, oh, at least no. a couple of my children into being Bears fans. Yes, it is a sad thing because the Bears don't do very well very often, and so. Um, yes, football season is always a mix of tragedy and triumph around here, but nobody that I know likes the Patriots. Um, (laughs) but I love that you do. And I'm just kind of kidding with you, but, um, I I mean, I am kidding with you. No, Um, no, you're fine. I get it. I get it a lot. And I actually really like enjoy the sport. I really enjoy talking football, maybe probably a little too much. Um, so I like the fun banter and I never, take it personally. Oh, good. That's good. You you really can't if you like Tom Brady. And, and I know everyone's created in God's image. So God loves Tom Brady too. Um, yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, Courtney, um, if you want to tell me a little bit more about uh, who you are, and I, I know I just scratched the surface and you and I met, um, wow, almost like two years ago uh, yeah. at the Delight and Bee Retreat 2018. I was um, your small group leader, along with Melanie Castaneda, who's also been on this podcast. And I just remember being so impressed with um, uh, your leadership, wisdom, and encouragement. Um, your maturity was re- really, it made an impression upon me. So I'm excited to have you here. But if you want to share a little bit more about what you do and who you are, uh, besides being a Patriots fan, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Um Let's see. I think you really covered it pretty well. Um, I'm a wife and I love being married. I got married when I was 20. And so um, my husband, Russell, and I live in the Chicagoland area and we've lived here our whole lives. Um, We actually live across the street from the kindergarten that we both went to as kids. We were in different grades, but it's kind of cool that we live across the street um, now from that school. So that's been just really fun. And that's kind of how I got into photography was um, after I got married and I kind of had the free ability because of Russell's job to take the time and decide what career I wanted, what I wanted to focus on. I was kind of in between years of college. And so I started blogging and started writing about recipes that I would cook or house projects and things like that. Um, And then Delight and Bees actually how I got into being a photographer is because when I would start blogging about these different things, these different topics. I was like, oh, I'll join this group. I've heard of some friends who are local that are in this online group. And I knew they had a writing group. And that's kind of what I jumped into thinking, okay, well, I'll start being a writer now. And I'm not not good enough to be a photographer or anything like that. But I joined the blogging group and the culinary group. And then eventually, I out of curiosity, joined the photography section of Delight and Bee and kind of just got started practicing with there. And that led to me starting a photography and a wedding coordinating business. And so um, Delight and Bee's had a huge impact just on um, me literally having a business and just, you know, the friendships and the retreats were meeting people like you and other friends from across the country has just um, been super impactful. And I mean it when I say that I would not literally have a business, a photography business, if it weren't for delight. So um, I know that we might have some listeners to this podcast episode that didn't listen to um, episode number 20, where I interviewed Marcia Millette, who is the current executive director for Delight and Bee. Um, would you mind uh, just sharing briefly what Delight and Bee is? Yeah, I'm sure Marcia explains it much better than me. Um, so I would definitely <laughs> listen to her episode. Um, but Delight and Bee is a ministry focused on, um, there's a local aspect and then there's more of a 
I guess I guess you could say global, but it's more based in the U.S. Um, presence. They focus on ministering to young women who are 16 to 22, and a lot of them are involved in the creative arts, and they're all young women who are Christians who believe in Jesus. Um, and so they kind of have this this physical presence where they host retreats and workshops out in Washington State. Um, and then they also have an online presence through Facebook and Instagram and their website where they really just create this online community that allows people who share the, you know, these girls who share these common um, interests and, you know, lifestyles to come together and just have community and connection. Um, I think one of their, one of their slogans is real raw and relevant. And I think that that really is very accurate for um, who they are and what they do. I love that. Or if a girl's listening to this right now and she wants to know more about it, what's a great way to find out more about it? Uh, the probably the best place would be just their website does a really good job of explaining it. They have some uh, videos and lots of just good information on that. So the Delight and Be website would be a good place to start. Otherwise, their Facebook page, uh, Delight and Be, has a lot of information there. Uh, I think that they really focus on again, like the young women in like the sixteen to twenty two year old range is their target range. So. You could probably, like if you're in that age group, then you could join one of their Facebook groups, um, depending on what area you were interested in. Otherwise, the the website or the Facebook page would be really good if you just want some general information. Or maybe if you're not in that 16 to 22-year-old age range, then liking their page and being on the other forms of social media would be good too. Um, and if someone wanted to know more about your business, where could they find you? Uh, so I'm on Facebook. Facebook and Instagram as Expedition Joy. That's my business name. Um, and then I also have my website as well. So any of those would be great. Okay. So uh, I know I mentioned at the top of this episode that you have been doing a really cool project. So would you share a little bit about it? Yeah, this this project is really crazy to me how much it's kind of changed and evolved into something that's been more than just kind of a, a fun thing I've seen online. Uh, so the project's called the Front Steps Project, and I don't take any credit for starting it. I saw it as an article shared from somebody else in a different state. But basically, the idea was just that a lot of people have been quarantined during all the COVID stuff in a lot of states, and a lot of families have been home, and it's such a um, interesting and specific and probably historical time where people are stuck in their homes and not able to really go out and do a lot of things, and so this project was started as an idea that like photographers would come to your house um, from a safe social distance and take pictures of you and your family on your front porch steps. Um, kind of just documenting the time in life that we're in um, where we're literally in our homes like 24 um, seven. We're stuck with, you know, our family members where we don't get to um, go out and interact with other people every day. And so kind of a fun and intentional way to remember a very unique time in our lives and so this project was something that I had seen somebody else shared and I had kind of just thought it would be a fun way to get out in the community and uh, photograph some families and give them something to remember it with. And so it just started with sharing it on Facebook and a couple people picking it up and kind of being interested in doing it. And so I offered to come to a neighborhood if they could get a group of 10 families or more together. Um, I would come out to their neighborhood for free and spend a few minutes each household uh, just documenting them, you know, in whatever way they wanted. We've had some 
people who just wanted some nice family pictures. We've had people who wanted to kind of get fun and take pictures with like toilet paper rolls and <laughs> video game consoles and all kinds of, you know, just fun, quirky um, things that are very, I guess, accurate for the time that we're living in. Um, some of them have used things like bicycles because they've done a lot of bicycling and they really wanted just a picture to remember what kind of activities they've been doing. And so, yeah, it's just been really, it's been really fun and encouraging just getting out. And I think, I think to date I've done almost a hundred families by now in the past couple months. So I've definitely gotten to see um, and meet a lot of people and, you know, some people that I've known as well and just kind of document a time in their life. That's just very specific and unique. And hopefully um, they'll see these pictures and remember what it was like during COVID, you know, maybe they'll show their grandkids and tell the stories of back when I was a kid and I was quarantined with my parents for months and <laughs> couldn't leave the house. Wow. That is such a gift to those families. I know for me, we have four kids and this time has been really, um, you know, crazy, but also very memorable. And, um, I know you can only go so far with an iPhone, you know, and <laughs> a tripod. So it's really, such a gift for you to be able to use your talents that way. So you didn't charge them anything, but um, you did something else. Will you talk about that? Yeah. So um, I offered to the families if they could get that group of 10 or more together, that there would be no charge um, for my time doing it. And a lot of them just were actually asking me if there was somewhere that they could donate to a charity or an organization. And so I, I was like, well, yeah, I would definitely love to put the proceeds towards something that I really care about. And the, the first ministry that came to mind was Delight. I know that um, they do a lot of work. They have a lot of expenses because they um, they host a lot of girls for some of the, the workshops that they have in Washington State. They actually have a house that they own and they you know have mortgages and things like that to pay for besides a lot of other expenses that come up. And so the, the money that is raised goes towards making sure that that house can keep running, that they can cover their monthly expenses. And so um, the families, it was just whatever they wanted to donate, whatever amount that they wanted to donate towards uh, Delight through. I just sent them like an online link um, or like, I think I put it up through a Facebook post too. So I think the the number of like families that like were willing to donate towards that, um, it was just really cool to see them actually like asking where they could donate the money towards. Um, and I know that talking with Marcia and Kristen, like it's been such a huge blessing for them right now when everything's been really tight financially for a lot of people, seeing families willing to, you know, donate money towards this when things can be really tight. It's just been really, um, really encouraging and just brought me a lot of joy to see um, how much joy it's brought them just, you know, helping other people out and making fun and maybe in a little bit of a way, making light of a situation that's kind of been, maybe heavy for a lot of families and probably very hard for a lot of families with a lot of kids where, when you don't have the ability to leave the house. So I think that just the, you know, I named my business Expedition Joy because to me, everything is about, you know, bringing joy to other families in the work that I do, whether it be through weddings or, you know, photography, or even just the personal connections and friendships that I make within my business. And so seeing this kind of come to fruition and like, just the true joy that people are experiencing through a small aspect of my business is just um, very fulfilling and just very exciting and encouraging. Mm, I love that. I, I love 
that desire to share joy. Um, have you always had that desire or where does it come from? Yeah, I, I think that it's something that just is very natural to me. Um, I'm definitely a very, like my husband would say, I'm definitely more of an optimistic person. Um, I think that it's really important to be able to see beyond just like the present circumstances that we're in. And so joy is not something that um, is the same as happiness. It's definitely more of a mentality or more of a lifestyle, I guess. And so um, I would say that like my biggest motivation, I guess, for like wanting to bring people joy is that my business wasn't something that I ever felt has been for my purpose, whether it be financially or bringing myself joy, but it's really been to like love and serve other people through that. And I really feel that the Lord has just given me this, wow, I'm actually going to get emotional about it. Um, like, I just feel that this business isn't mine. It's, it's not for me. It's for me to serve other people with. Um, and the benefits that I get are really amazing and wonderful, but the people that I get to meet with and interact with and encourage with are, um, that's, that's really the goal. And I think that's kind of where I have to constantly be reminding myself of if something maybe becomes like a hard business situation or even just seeing brides rescheduling their weddings and just the hardships that that brings. And so really just, um, knowing where my business has come from, what its purpose is and reminding myself that like, this isn't for me, this is really meant to serve other people really well. Um, kind of always helps me refocus and realign when things get really difficult. Mm, I love that. Um, obviously your relationship with Christ is important to you and you've kind of described, um, how your business is about serving him and serving others. But, um, did you grow up in a Christian home? Why, why is it important to you that, uh, he's part of your life or does your relationship with him impact, um, that expedition for joy? I, how does, for the girl who's listening, who doesn't necessarily know the Lord, um, or, or who isn't sure about faith, um, what difference has Christ made in your life, Courtney? Uh, yeah. So growing up, I, I can't even tell you when my relationship with the Lord started because, um, I actually don't even remember it. I was so young. My grandma remembers when I accepted Jesus into my life. I was so little, I think I was probably three. And we were at some sort of like a, like a VBS, like a Bible uh, summer camp or some sort of like a church related event. And so she remembers me, um, like they were like, does anybody want to accept Jesus into their life? And so I was little and excited and raised my hand with some of the other kids. And so um, it's been such a, such an involved part of my life from such a young age that I can't even think back to a time when it hasn't been. Um been around. And I think that that has had such an impact on why I am the way that I am, why I'm able to be um, joyful when things are really difficult, when I'm able to um, shift and have maybe more of a positive perspective. I think a lot of it just comes from the fact that it's it's been a lifestyle for so long um, in my life that it, it really so deeply rooted that I can't really separate it um, between like when things started and where I'm at now, because it's kind of all just all just sewn together. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Have you ever gone through a season where you've doubted him or felt like, huh, you know, I made this commitment when I was a little kid, but, um, now that I'm an adult, I can choose something different. Has there ever been the, that temptation in your mind? Yeah. I think that that's probably normal for anyone, whether you've 
um, grown up within the church or if that's something that's a new experience. I think there's always seasons of wanting to make sure that you're um, intentionally choosing the life, you know, that you're living and it's not just chosen for you. So I've definitely had seasons of, I wouldn't say questioning, but just wanting to like really understand where that comes from and make sure that that's something that's been my choice. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that it, it kind of comes down to like, it's, it is a daily choice. And I, I don't think anybody has chosen this for me. I don't think anybody has, um, you know, made me be this way. It's just something that when, when so much of your life is, is deeply rooted in something like a faith like that, all, all of the, the, I don't want to say benefits because it's not about being a Christian so I can get all these amazing benefits and my life's happy and wonderful because it's more about the ability to recognize like what situation I'm in is not about me. And I think that when I've had such a, sorry, I, I don't even know, like, know how to explain it because it's such a, like, it, it's not even a thought process for me. It's more of just like a daily lifestyle of living. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't even know like how to put, how to put words to it. That's, that's good. I appreciate you sharing that. And I think, like you said, you are deeply rooted and it, it'd be like almost impossible to leave right? <laughs> um, yeah. when you have a relationship that that it's so deep. Um, so what are some practical tips or resources that have helped you stay purpose-filled during this time and maybe not go to Depressionville like some of us might be tempted to go, you know? Yeah. Um, like, are you like specifically with like the COVID related stuff or just in, in general everyday life terms? Yeah, I think specifically during this season where a lot of us are at home, we're, you know, getting tired and weary of the news and, um, you know, it's just, it can feel like a little bit like Groundhog Day, you know, like the same thing over and over. How do you stay motivated? How do you have that motivation uh, for joy in the morning? How do you, how do you do it? What are you doing? Yeah. Any tips that you could give to somebody listening who's like, uh, I just want to go watch Netflix and, you know, go to sleep. Yeah. And I've definitely had a lot of days of Netflix and um, especially in a wedding industry where people are, you know, rescheduling or canceling and just having to change their plans. I've definitely been challenged a lot with um, just like where, where I'm sourcing my joy from and also being able to recognize when it's okay to be um, struggling with something, it's okay to maybe have a day to watch Netflix, but it's also not um, a lifestyle to be constantly pursuing. Um, I think that the ability to see beyond kind of the present moment that like things will at some point go back to normal, they might never be the same, um, but that there is a future beyond what we're living in. I think that is what gives me the hope and joy knowing that like I can't wallow in my present situation because there is a long-term future with it. I think that um, like perspective has a lot to do with, with how we feel about things. Um, I think that it's also so important that like, whether it be now during stay home orders or before or after the situation, the people and the activities that I surround myself with in my life have a lot to do with how I feel in hard situations. So if I don't have um, friends that check in on me, if I don't have, um, uh, places to go and to source, you know, myself from, if I'm not intentional with what I do with my time on a regular basis, then it becomes much more apparent how much I'm lacking that during something like quarantine and stay home orders, things like that. So I think just, you know, trying to say, what can I, 
do with this time that I haven't been able to do before um, and use it for a good situation. Like I know for my youth group students, um, it's been hard because we haven't been able to meet in person. And so our church has made the most of it with doing YouTube videos and having us do like Zoom calls and trying to find activities and fun ways to make the most out of the situation. But I know we've also had discussions with like, how are we being intentional with this time? Like, yes, it's a time that it's okay to maybe not be running around doing all these crazy productive things because we might not have that ability. But also, what are the things that we can be doing now during um, a, a time of quarantine that we maybe don't normally have the time for? So like, honestly, just resting. And maybe that looks like Netflix. And maybe that looks like reading a book or taking a bath or just like an emotional um, type of rest. I think that that is so helpful for everybody to recognize that like this is a time to take advantage of that. Um, but also like, what do we want to get out of quarantine? What do we want? How do we want to come out of this? Do we want to come out of this being the same as we were before? Or like we basically just took a two or three month nap in our house? Or do we want to come out of this feeling like we're rested? Um, we've made made investments into our friends. We've texted people that maybe we haven't heard from in a couple of weeks, or maybe they've texted us. Have we built up our friendships and our relationships with other people while we have so much time to connect with people that oh man, I haven't talked to so-and-so in forever. Like, hey, you have a lot of time right now to be checking in on them. So maybe a phone call or a text message or an email, depending on your generation or something like that, just to kind of be checking in with people. So I think that when we, with our small group, we've kind of just talked about like setting some goals for what we want to get out of quarantine that we don't normally maybe have time for. And then just kind of checking in with those tangible goals and saying like, have we met them? Have we surpassed them? Are we behind um, and just kind of having that ability to check in on each other and that accountability has been really helpful as well. Mm, I love some of that. And especially the part about not being the same when this is over, because like you said, uh, it will be over one day and there'll be light at the end of the tunnel, you know, and uh, will we have just been taking a nap or hibernating or will we have grown through this season? Um, I love that. So the Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards restoration or redemption, eternity, authenticity, and love of those gifts that we can find in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Which stands out to you the most in your life right now and why? I would probably say, I think authenticity stands out to me the most. I think that because so much of my life is about really just trying to genuinely find relationships with people um, and trying to serve others well. And, you know, I think one question that I have asked myself probably the past couple of years I focus on this is when times are difficult or easy or whatever they may be, our ultimate goal is to bring glory to God. And so with whatever I'm doing, how am I glorifying him in a situation? What well, it doesn't really matter how I feel about things. It really ultimately matters of if I'm bringing glory to his name and am I um, being an example for him and like, where am I bringing my intentions and my consciousness to? And so I think that because that's my focus, I really want to be as authentic of a person as I can be. I want to be warm. I want to be welcoming. I want to practice what I preach. Um, I want to be generous with my, my time and my resources. And so I, I feel like that's something that's really important to me and through the front steps project, you know, giving my time and, um, just honestly, just genuinely being excited to see people at their house and 
talk about their dog with them or what they've been doing over quarantine um, and maybe just making them a little bit happier because they spent a few minutes taking pictures. Um, it just genuinely brings me so much joy. And so kind of using that authenticity to bring that towards other people, I think has been something that I've noticed just through this Front Steps project. I think it really speaks a lot to people. Mm, I love that because you kind of alluded to that secret about joy, right? That when we give joy, it has like a ricochet effect, right? Like sometimes we get a larger dose when it comes back and splatters us, you know? And uh, I just, I love what you're doing, Courtney. I think it's just fantastic. I love that you um, thought of an organization that might um, be needing the help right now because you found so much joy in that organization. It helped you so much find a place of community and joy. And um, it's just multiplying and you are an authentic person. Um, it, it comes across in everything you say. And I really appreciate you coming on and just doing a little bonus podcast episode with me and talking about how um, you can be intentional during this time and not just survive, but thrive. And yeah, so I just want to thank you for coming on. And yeah, thanks for having me. Yay. I miss you. And I wish we could see each other in person, but hopefully hopefully sometime soon. But if not, this is, this is better than nothing. And I, I think that even you doing the podcast and just, I, I feel like you live intentionality. I mean, reaching out to people and just a little bit that I've even seen you with delight and even with this podcast or stuff that you post online. Like, I think that more than anything, like you live your life with intentionality. And so I don't know why you're interviewing me. I think you should be interviewing yourself. (laughs) Uh, Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. If you love this series, or even if you're simply finding it moderately entertaining while living the limbo quarantine life, hey, that works too. Hit subscribe and come back next week when I'll probably be talking with another guest about finding something real in times of detours and disappointments. And if you're on Instagram, please come find me. I share Instagram live weekly podcast recaps at Janelle underscore M underscore Wood most every Friday at 1145 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So please join me for questions and fun live awkwardness. (laughs) You can also find some study guides I've created that I hope add joy and encouragement and challenge to you during this time. You can find those on my website at JanelleWood.com. Just look for Clarity 2020 at the top of the page. And now, just so you know, if you only remember one thing about this podcast, I hope that it's this. No matter who you are, Jesus Christ loves you and you have a purpose. May you truly believe it, friend. Until next time.